Honestly, I don't even know if I'm going to say it. <laughs> All right, what's going on, everybody? You're back for the 14th or 15th episode of the Fresh Start Podcast. Um, it's your boy, DJ Boom. I'm sitting here with co-host Oscar and special guest, Dico. Yo. Hello. Um... So I was looking at all the different things that you do, and I don't really know uh, where we should start. Um, Deep Center. Um, okay. Yeah. I, matter of fact, speaking of that, I seen somebody, I don't know if they were driving a black truck. They had the Deep logo. Mm-hmm. So if they had a logo, they either worked there. Yeah. No, we just, we just huh? have stickers. I should have brought some. Oh, yeah. I should have brought some deep stickers with me. I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, we saw that. We thought that was cool mm-hmm. as shit. Um, mm-hmm. You could tell us about the uh, summer drop-ins and uh, sure, community sure. drop-ins. Absolutely. So, um, Deep Center is a social justice and creative arts nonprofit that brings programming to middle and high schoolers. We have a few programs that go. Some go into the school. Some are outside of the school after school on weekends. Um, and I manage a program called Drop-In. So basically what Drop-In is, it's community artists that I find or I know, um, and I bring them in to do creative workshops with young people between the ages of 13 and 19. And it's free for young people, so they don't mm-hmm. have to pay. It's non-committal, so they can just come. If they really don't like it, they don't have to come back. Um, but we do, I try to bring in people or at least some type of like structure, something that they would like. So Charles with the Basketball League, like he's been coming and doing workshops. Um, with yeah, Freddie on there, Freddie on yeah. there doing um, videography workshops. Uh, who else? There's a lot of people. I don't. I, Marquise did the uh, DJing. Um, Keese, he also works with Deep, but he comes in and does songwriting workshops. Shay, you had Shay on there. Shay, Shay did makeup. makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Give me now, face. what exactly is uh, the Deep Center? Is this a company that you joined? Did you help create? Mm-mm, no, it's a nonprofit. Okay. So it's a nonprofit. Um, like I said, grounded in uh, social justice and creative arts, uh, and I work for them, so I'm full time employed as a program. And they're based out of Savannah. Mm-hmm. Okay. When did you uh, start work with them? About a year ago. It's actually coming on exactly a year. About exactly a year ago. What exactly uh, put you onto that type of work? The type of work or that specific job? I guess both, really. So um, the type of work. Working with kids. Working with kids. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um. <coughs> Do you want the long version? Right, go, give us, give Whatever us you comfortable with. Yeah. I'm cool with either. Just tell me about what time we talking about. Tell the world. No, we trying to tell the world. Tell All right. It's your story. So um, I was a ninth grade English teacher in Duval County. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working with Teach for America, which is how I even in the back up in, in the South because I was up north in school in New York. Um, but I worked in just the... Title One, which if you know anything about Title One, it's just the um, special needs. No, not special needs. It's low socio income communities that they are housed in, pretty much. So it's like the percentage of free and reduced lunch. They get a certain num- a certain amount of money under that title to provide free and reduced lunch because they serve a certain community. Mm. But if you understand that, then you know what that means as far as like who that is. Like who would we say that is? What neighborhoods? What neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Like, what school would would you think is Title One, knowing that they have like ninety eight percent free or reduced lunch? Uh, as far as in Chatham County, or yeah, like, like high schools too. Mm-hmm. Johnson. Yeah, I don't know any of the schools here. Mm-hmm. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Think about like Beach, 
Yeah, oh, so okay. you understand so, yeah, what we, like yeah, yeah, we going when we talking about socioeconomic, you understand what like neighborhoods I'm talking about, groves. groves okay, so that's when they say Title One, that's what they're talking about. Schools that are in those types in the hood, pretty much. Yeah. Everywhere, honestly, is in the hood. To be real, like Johnson, we, technically, is not. And you got Islands, technically, is not right. I know, you I got guess. New Hampstead, technically, is not. That's not the school. The Islands in New Hampstead, yeah, but Johnson, you can. Huh? They're not. They don't serve free. Like that's not a Title One. But school. I won't say that. I, I can't. Okay, so let me take that back. As far as being in the hood, but is it could be a rough area or it could be a nice area. That's just like everywhere. Like it's true. That, that's what I mean. Like, but you also have to think about like where is the more wherever public housing is, where okay, public assistance okay. is, Title One will fall under that. Okay. So think that. So Duval County, you know, Florida is huge, right? So I was working in what is like. It, it just has a bad reputation in Duval County. It's that school in Jacksonville. But I loved it. Like, I loved the kids. Like, they never gave me any problems. It was frustrating just, you know, as a teacher. But I loved doing the work. So when my two-year contract with Teach for America was up, I had the choice of staying, but I decided to leave. Part of the reason was because I kind of wanted to explore just other creative arts. Um, but I still had a love for working with those kids. So I came back here was kind of doing one thing on this side. That's where, like, the marketing stuff came in and all, like, the creative stuff. On one hand, I have a BFA in creative writing, so, like, I always want something creative. We're going to get into that, too. But (laughs) then on the other side, I still like working with kids, specifically, like, deemed at-risk youth. It's just something about working with them that is challenging, but it's fun at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I was still doing work with the Youth Advocate Program, which is another, like, mentor, pretty much a mentorship program for um, uh, kids who are on probation, things like that. You changed your lives, though. I met two of them that you was. It's yeah. Mentor, so. It's well, that was with the uh, that wasn't with Yap. That was with um, probably with Deep. So, anyways, okay. carry on. I ended up working as a para in the alternative school at Building Bridges. Still love working with the kids. Left that all together to kind of pursue more creative stuff full time. But when that stuff didn't work out, like Deep kind of. Like fulfill both sides because it's a creative arts and social justice nonprofit, so I get to fulfill both sides. So that kind of came at the right moment. So that's how I ended up at the job, but also in like the field. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where exactly is a uh, uh, deep center? Do they got a building or? We like? yeah we operate out of um, the Bull Street Library. Oh okay. Do you guys have um, weekly, monthly meetings? How's that go? So. Because there are so many programs. Deep is the organization. Mm. We probably have, let me just count real quick, one. Maybe six six programs. And that's just me. Like, I probably counted something twice or forgot something. But, like, six programs, probably six or seven. Yeah. So they just operate at different times on different playing fields, pretty much. So you have um, what I do. That's... Well, what I do, you know, Fridays is drop-ins after school, um, and then I run a program at the rep school. Then you have, like, the Young Authors um, the young authors Project, mm-hmm. which goes into middle schools and some of the high schools. Then you have Marquise with the SLAM team. That I think he's doing stuff inside the high schools, but um, he's doing a lot of work with also, like, a SLAM poetry team. They competed in Brave New Voices this past summer. You, uh, you made a post. Was that the one of... Freestyling with the kids. Freestyling with the kids. It, Which one? It was a just a random post on Instagram. 
I posted a lot of stuff. You saved it. It's saved. It's saved. All right, let's get light skinned. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure who that is since you're naming him. He got glasses. Oh, <laughs> Marquise, you asked yeah, about. Okay. Yeah, 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 light skinned. Okay, okay. Yeah, he was freestyling. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that the same team? Yeah, that was the same team. That's what we're talking about in like yeah. the dorm room yeah. type. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, what okay. was going on? So, uh, yeah, you want to explain it? Or? That, they, they was just freestyling. I was just trying to picture who she was talking about. That's all. Okay. Yeah, so Marquise Williams, he's a um, spoken word poet. Uh, and artist in Savannah, okay. and he just runs the slam poetry team. So were you um, were you hired into the position you have now at Deep, or mm-hmm. did you? Okay. Um, what is some future goals? I guess you have as far as working with the organization or breaking off into your own thing. Um, I love my job. I think that one of the things that uh, Deep does well is it provides the resources to be able to do what it is that. Uh, organizationally, but also individually feel like is needed, if that makes sense. I think there's a lot of people who have really good intentions, but it's very hard to access um, the resources to be able to make things happen in Savannah. Yeah. So I love working with Deep because they pretty much give me that that way. Um, also working with nonprofits, I did, you know, before I even started working with Deep, want to start my own profit doing exactly, my own nonprofit doing exactly this. Now working with Deep, I realized like how nonprofits work. And I think I like being on the side that's like on the grounds, you know, as opposed to starting something of my, my own. I think I have like my own side hustles and stuff and that kind of fulfills that side. But entrepreneurship, (laughs) the, um, the working with kids, I enjoy being able to at least be in some type of organization that can penetrate a system because that's what you really need. Um, I go back to school next fall for social work. I'll be getting my master's. So. That'll kind of help me even. Thank you. That. That's awesome. That'll help me kind of ground this work even more. So you stay busy, like so. Mm-hmm. All right. So you talking about your other business on the side, like what about your mood logo? Before we get into that, how did you come up with the logo? So because the logo's hard. The logo is well, hard, and she hasn't gave me a shirt or any. And of she us. got the eyebrow. Yeah. That shit funny as hell. So. I was, people used to make fun of my eyebrow ever since I was in middle school, just like how middle schoolers are, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get called the rock or whatever, but I mean, I can't really help it. So <laughs> at some point, I did a bunch of just creative different things or whatever, but when I was trying to come up with a logo that just kind of was my logo, kind of like, you know, just represents me as a brand, if I had to brand myself, mm-hmm. I just was playing around and I was like, well, what if I just did the glasses? And the eyebrows, because everybody kind of knows me. That's like a look that I've been made fun of. But, you know, it's some, it's attributed it's branding, to Like, shit. yeah. So I was like, all right. So I did like this real ugly sketch, right? <clears throat> it was just like real. I just like piecemealed some stuff together. And I sent it to my homegirl who she, um, Sid, I think her Instagram is Sidvolution. She does graphic designing and stuff, and we went to high school together. And she kind of created, made it into something much more uh, I like I iconic. <laughs> what exactly is mood supposed to be? So, I am. Um, I guess the word that I would use to describe myself is a naturalista. Mm-hmm. I've been debating on what I would call myself. I'm not quite an herbalist yet, right? I'm, I'm working on trying to learn more about herbs and stuff. Um, but I also Queen practice like... Queen over there. Right? <laughs> Queen is over there. Y'all see you later. <laughs> so um, also like like my own journey through trying to be more natural as far as like body products, food, eating clean, mm-hmm. exercise, like stuff like that, like more and more grounded in 
um, just natural remedies for stuff, things like that. And so uh, in my journey of trying to break away from chemically induced and, I don't know, heavy produced products, even like food or whatever, I decided to just start creating my own. So I started creating my own body oils, fragrances, and people were giving me compliments on this stuff. So I just kind of decided to package it up and start selling it. As 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 I learn about things, I mm-hmm. feel like one of the best ways to teach other people about things is to kind of provide them with some type of tool. And to, you saw something there too. Yeah, so it. that's what I'm pretty much doing, giving them the tools to. What is the process like as far as uh, like making your own oils? Mm. Is it a long um, process? No, not necessarily. It's just, it's more research than anything else. And then playing around with different products and understanding too, like how things react to certain natural, I don't know, elements like air, heat, cold and stuff like that. Um, but the pro- like once I get into making them, it's not hard. It's actually a lot. It's very therapeutic, but it's not hard. So you Was there like someone that got you into that or was it all self-taught, self-learned? Mostly self-taught and self-learned. Um, I do have people in the community that are herbalists that I remember meeting and being like, oh, damn, that's cool. Like, I need to learn more about what that does. So yeah. um, meeting other people and other organizations like Tasha and Mark, who kind of helped run the farm truck, Tasha, Mark, and Lena, um, the farm truck now went too with the vegetables and stuff on it. Tasha, who works with them, is an herbalist. And so she does really cool work with just she comes in and does the scrubs with our kids and drop in. And so I remember meeting her and being like, okay, this was like right around the time that I was trying to learn how to do stuff or like being more explorative about certain things. Um, And I was like, oh, dang, like she knows a lot about like herbs and just being around her. I was like, dang, I need to do this more. So then I just started kind of like researching my own stuff and kind of like. So what all do you, uh, what all does mood offer product wise? Um, so right now I have eight different roller balls. So like what you would buy from the hair store, pretty much different therapeutic oils, uh, four different therapeutic ones and four that just smell really good. Um, I have, you you can bring them over here. Yeah. So if y'all want to smell them, you can play around with them a little bit. So focus, um, that one is kind of an aromatherapy-based one with peppermint um, and um, rosemary. I smell the peppermint. Mm-hmm. Relief is another one that's good for headaches and stuff. I want to say that one uh, much more. Uh, no, tension is the one that has a lot of peppermint. Relief is, um, I think, has the lavender in it. Mm. I have to check my recipes again. That's sequel. Mm-hmm. Right here, that's tension. All right, Crystal got the tension on deck. I got some that are just like, these are just fragrance-based ones. I've been wearing light and sweet a lot more myself. That one I just like. Tension is good. This one's a like a crowd favorite. Um, it's good for emotional tension. Like if you're about to walk into a place, a lot of times peppermint is really good to kind of calm your nerves. Mm-hmm. And so that with the other blends of oils I put in there um, is very calming. Um, we could just rub it anywhere. Or? Yeah, you could just rub it on like pressure points and stuff. Now the other thing I do is mm-hmm. I have some hemp extract, which is really good for pain, um, and I'll put some of that into tension or like ginger ale, which is um, a really good PMS remedy one. Um, I have like some coconut oil blends, smooth as fuck. That one I actually created <laughs> for dry patchy skin. Ginger ale. So it's like a frankincense, um, frankincense base, and so it smells really really good too. 
Oh, your shit smell good. Mm-hmm. Damn. Other stuff I have is some shit for your hair, right? So Make it's your hair like, grow back? Because, you know, a nigga going bald over here. So. Uh, Yo, we can talk <laughs> about it, though. Like, I don't know. We can see about that. Um, you got the miracle oil. Now, mind you, I'm not an esthetician. So, like, this is just natural yeah. essentials. The lash oil. You have some? Or? No, I need to get some. Okay, word. So, like... So I have some stuff called Whiplash, right? Um, it's aloe vera, rosemary, like two little tiny drops of rosemary because essential oils are really, really concentrated. But okay. castor oil, um, rosemary, vitamin E oil, whiplash. So you can put on like eyebrows and eyelashes and it can like help them grow back. So I haven't put on lashes in a while. Um it's for the lashes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not because like I'm against like lashes. I love lashes. I think they look really, really nice. But if you if you wear them a lot, they start to snatch your own lashes out. Like if you get the individuals or if you get the strips. So just like a good in between kind of help your stuff grow back. I've been using it. and It's helped me, and I know some of my friends use it on their eyebrows. Oh yeah, I, um, you always reposting everybody's stuff. Like you get mm-hmm. a lot of uh, feed good feedback too. So mm-hmm. I'll be watching that. Yeah, really I got some other shit for your hair yep. to pair with your shit for your hair. <laughs> this is a shea butter base, pretty much a like a thicker version of what's in this bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this bottle is really good for like your day after spray because I think one of the things that I always had a problem with, not that I have that problem now, but when I had curly hair, um, like I didn't want to wash it or put regular water in it the next day because it kind of dries it out. So I created like a good day after spray. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then of course that's just the heavier leave-in condition. So uh, hold on. Uh, so you using this first, then this, or using this first, then this? You using this first and then this, but I created this first. Okay, and I can I see other. Right. right. Okay. So I really should switch the names of them up, ain't it? Nah, I mean, no, nah, you don't have to. I was just, I was just making sure you don't really have to. Mm, I don't you, know. You, what you think? I don't know. So how do you go about um, marketing and selling your products? Is um, well, which name are you going by, Stiz, on the show? Man, you know, I got a lot of agents. <laughs> 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 whatever you know. Say, who are you? Stiz, like, everybody knows me as everything. <laughs> whatever you want to call me, it don't matter. So as Stiz pointed out, I post a lot of people's reactions and stuff. Did you smell any of them? Yeah, I smelled a couple. Okay, which ones you smelled? I smelled the uh, light and... The light and sweet. Yeah, the light and sweet, and then the uh, the relief. You smell tension? No, I didn't smell tension. Yeah, smell tension tension. smells good. I like the ginger ale one. The ginger ale one is probably yeah. my favorite and the, and one too. The, mm, mm, the sequel, yeah. Like. <laughs> mm. But yeah, so one of the things I was doing was I was getting people to smell them and then recording their reactions to it. Just because like I got a couple of crazy reactions and I was like, oh, I knew they smelled good, but I didn't know. that's that's how you felt about it like (laughs) so i was like i gotta record this so i started recording them and then posting them and then people were like yo i gotta buy it just based off of the reactions and i was like yeah okay cool you have a website i am working on it i have product shots actually next saturday yeah so then once i have the product shots i'll be good to go and i'll start doing um online orders and the website i've been i've had the domain for a while but um i've been to speak to my creative writing side, writing like short essays kind of on things that I've been doing um, holistically health and wellness wise. Um, Things like, or just research. I think if you've ever, I don't know, another podcast called The Friend Zone, it's just like mental health and wellness. Okay. Um, 
sometimes yeah sometimes when i listen to those things it makes me want to do deeper research and kind of understand why i'm i'm attributing certain things to myself and like why do i implement certain practices like traveling like um i had one about fall like why do we feel a certain type of way around fall season and stuff like that so i kind of want to house those things as well as other kind of projects that i have in mind on that website as long as uh as well as the market for the oils okay so um you said you had a creative writing degree mm-hmm. um what exactly made you want to choose a career that direction i guess so i started off as a um communications major and my dream was to be on the radio like i wanted my own radio show that was one of the things that i was like your dream this still could be your dream right i know well listen so like i'm gonna get to that point okay, okay. so <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to go to school for communications. I just want to do behind the scenes, like production, like radio, but TV and TV production, um, as well as like have a radio show and stuff like that. But once I started kind of going to school, I just wasn't feeling how I, I wasn't understanding how the classes were aligning with something that I could use for whatever I wanted to do. So I was like, all right, I got to kind of switch something around. So I, I transferred to back to an art school. I went to art school in high school. Mm-hmm. So then I went to art school again in college and they had to be a bachelor's of fine arts creative writing. And so I was like, okay, I can kind of, I can get with this. And I liked it. I remember not really being able to write the stuff that I really wanted to write, which I think is why, like, I haven't really started the things like certain projects now is because like, I feel like I should have been started them. Um, but overall, like I enjoy going to school for creative writing. Where'd you go to school? I ended up graduating from Pratt Institute. Okay. Did you, um, were there any other schools that you attended before then? I went to Pace University. Um, that's it. Do you do a lot of traveling? Yes. Yeah. For, <laughs> you travel for, uh, for the company too, right? Sometimes? Um, how about, well, I mean, yeah, Vegas. <laughs> that was work. Or just Vegas. Well, I'm saying, <laughs> Vegas though, was like work. dealing with work, though. You travel with work. You'll travel with work a lot. Not well. not really. Like, traveling, I don't travel with work a lot because most of my work is here. Okay. So, no, not really. But I do just travel a lot. Right. I make it a point to go out of town at least once a month. Yeah, you've been out of town plenty of times. Yeah. Where are some of, the, uh, some of your favorite places that you've traveled? Oakland, that was mm. fun. Yeah, that was a good trip. Um, yeah, explored the mountains and all. Yeah, got lost. That's what's up. That's <laughs> no, what's up. I actually got lost. Like, ooh, me and my homegirl got lost. I wasn't, you know, I'm not used to that life. We were driving up the mountains, man. That altitude kept going up and up and up. The ears started popping. Yeah, and then like Hard we couldn't breathe. figure out how to get back yes. down. I was like, oh. Finally, we like found a place to stop that had a map, but before then, we wasn't we wasn't sure. We, we need to get to lost one day. That's what we need to do. It's yeah. terrifying. It's actually terrifying. Y'all got lost right. that night though. No. Uh, oh no, I would have had a whole heart attack if yeah. we had gotten lost that night. Man, we saw like coyotes. Um, <laughs> we did go up there at night, yeah. but we didn't get lost. I was with my homegirl who stays out there, who knows. <laughs> Y'all remember the days before Google Maps? Yeah, no, what he said. Yeah, the days before Google yeah. Maps. Yeah, oh, like, like an before, actual before, map. Yeah, oh, yeah, you had to pinpoint mm. where you was. My dad, he still, he used a map. It's like, good to do that, though. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, because this kid's technology, you know, crashed. Like, <laughs> hey, oh, yeah, it's over with. It's over with. Yeah, you gotta know how to read a map. Yeah, gotcha. so I was also um, talking with Oscar about um, a couple other things you did. 
Uh, one of the topics that we uh, covered was backyard. <laughs> Do you want to? <laughs> Go ahead. What's up? Oh, what, what was that reaction for? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk? Know. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, that's up to you. Just how was it like? You know, uh, it was cool. It was a cool experience. What was it? Uh, um, what was it? Uh, we got a couple points. I got music, local artists, and then mainstream artists. Wait, what, what exactly? What backyard? Yeah, he, we had a couple uh, bullets wrote down. What exactly was backyard? Oh, it was a creative, like a creative content firm. Mm. So um, um, basically clients would commission Backyard to fulfill different multimedia, like videography, photography. Um, At some point it was running social media for other companies, um, stuff like that. Do you still do uh, work like that on your own? Yeah, with your business. That's why we. That's really why we talking about. Well, it, yeah, with my business. That's when I met you. Like right, right, right. So. Well, yeah, with my business. Yeah, I do. Um, I know. Um, I try to do it, but the thing is, is that, um, and I come across this issue now, which I love. You know, my friends who are entrepreneurs, but if you want my advice, I'm gonna give you my advice. I mean, don't ask me if you're not going to take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll tell them. And this is this is how it was professionally. Hey, this is why you should do this. They don't really want to hear it. Then they just, you know, they just going to carry on however they want to. And I remember being like, okay, so, like, if you're not going to take my ideas, then why am I here? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. Okay. I feel it. I mean, you're still, you're still prospering, like... Mm-hmm, yeah, no, I still, like, you know, it doesn't stop me from giving people ideas. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, no, no. Everybody's still doing their thing. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah, Sometimes sure. I feel like, even when we break off, like... Now, I'm not saying this, like, for everybody, but just, like, in general, like, we come back together. Sometimes people got to do their thing individually mm-hmm. anyway. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's just a learning process, like... If, Absolutely, so... Yeah. I mean, I do have fun. I think for me what it was is... um I don't like for my work to feel like work because once it starts to feel like work, I don't like doing it anymore. And I think that's really what it came down to with like social media and stuff. I really don't like it unless it's fun for me. And like, I don't like drama. Trying to do the social media for fresh start. You took a break from social media at one point. For about eight months. I was just off Just completely off. Yeah. Yeah. And I She came back like, I'm playing. (laughs) No. (laughs) Posting every day. (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) But no, I tried to delete my Instagram the other day, deactivated. You tried. What you said? Try. So well, okay. Mean? Here's the thing. Now I have like this whole, you know, business, yeah. and I do pull-ups every other Wednesday, and so I'm collabing with another um, young lady, Queen of Ducks, who does other products like soaps, and um, we're doing a pull-up on the thirtieth. I can't deactivate my Instagram now because I have to promote it. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, man, like, huh, if there was a way I could do this without, and I and I will, if there's a way that I could, like, strategize putting in not more time, but, like, you know, still be able to promote, yeah. then I will and deactivate my you Instagram. you promote on any other uh, platforms or you just Facebook. Mainly... Yeah. Yeah, man, she on that, man. She putting songs on her shit. I'm talking about one, it was one of them, uh, damn, uh, t- what song was that? I think it was Pharrell, one of Pharrell's songs. Mm, Pharrell? Come on, you got it, you got it. I can't remember. You know what, I'm, what she was advertising. Yeah. Wait, tell me what was I doing? It was something about pull up tomorrow, like. 
Oh, oh, I'm be fresh as hell. Yeah. The best watching. When he's like, pull tomorrow, tomorrow yeah, in the beginning. That, that shit had me pulled in. I ain't even gonna lie. I was like, damn, I'm sorry. That, that's when I had texted you. That's okay. why I text you that. Like, I was like, man, we need to uh, talk about your promotion, <laughs> your promo skills. That's just being cre- That's just not being boring, I think. But still, though, that, that's creative. Like, yeah. you're about to say, that's just creative. That I definitely like that. comes from my, like, creative writing background. Though. And music. Like, just listening mm-hmm. to music. Like, actually listening to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Knowing which ones to put together with what you got going on. Or, yeah, too, that's so. true. Having the right songs. Yeah. So, is there, uh, is there anyone else that you... Are working with currently or you do everything by yourself um i mean i work for deep so dropping would not be well i guess as far as uh mood oh no i'm just that's um, all you yep it's all me i know we talked about your oils uh do you have any other merchandise as far as like clothing or not yet i have ideas I have people. <laughs> chill, 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 Steve. I got you. When it no, comes, no, no, no. when it comes about, I got you. I do like fanny packs and stuff. People keep asking me. For oh yeah, I saw that, man. Yeah, show that, show that real so quick. So I got the fanny packs. Yeah. I'm not selling these yet though. That's uh, the thing. I have building a, the hype around it. Real quick. Yes, and I have other ideas for merch that I would love to roll out. So I'm working mm. on it. That's another like, that's a lot of time, and I don't like to rush things. You know. So, when the time is right, there will be merch. If you could, uh, I'm, I'm impatient, but it's alright. I just playing. You'll be alright. <laughs> if you could offer uh, one piece of advice for entrepreneurs growing up and just getting started, what would it be? Don't listen to everybody. I think one of the things that you can do wrong is take everybody's what everything what everybody says to heart, mm. and don't. <laughs> Follow your instincts. Follow your instincts. Um, know, you know, yeah, just follow your instincts. And were, don't listen to everybody. How were the people around you as far as uh, supporting um, your choices as far as careers? Both are just very supportive. Um, this is probably one of the first times professionally that I've had or worked at a very supportive organization with mm-hmm. people who are genuinely, like, want to know about my well-being, make sure I'm supported in my projects, but also um, just being supported as a human. Um, and then on the other side with the oils, like my friends being just super supportive and kind of just, I mean, I don't have any new friends, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, they're all the same friends from, you know, way back. But it's nice to know that they still support me, you know what I'm saying? And just like showing up, not just like buying stuff out of like, oh, let me get this to support. Like that's one thing. It's another thing to like come through and be like, I'm gonna pull up. What do you need help with? And like my friends have been like the, what do you need help with? I got you. So I appreciate that. Where are you from again? Um, so (laughs) it's another like long version, short version. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. We're not gonna do that. (laughs) I was born in New York, but I moved to Savannah when I was in fifth grade, and then I went through fifth grade through high school here, and then I went back to New York for college. So where do you claim is home, really? Savannah's home. Yeah. Yeah, New York wasn't really home, home. Why you ain't like New York? Why you like Savannah over New York? I didn't say I did. I like them both equally, but Savannah feels more like home. I mean, it's sometimes I don't feel at home, you know? Like, I feel like if you spend equal amounts of time between two places, you never fully, fully feel like one is home over the other, but... I think that if I had to say, like, where's home for me, my family, my friends, most of my memories are here. 
Because you go through the public school system, that's where your memories are. That's where you grow up. So that's here. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I know we talked about the uh, pull-up on the 30th. Are there any uh, other major events or projects that you're working on? Um, Me... No, but there is... Well, that's not true, because Deep is always a major project. So to shout that out, every Friday from 4 to 7, I'm trying to find the post for today's event. Um, not that it, w- it would be too late, but <laughs> just to shout it out, just because, um, like, be on the lookout for things about our Savannah Youth Poetry, because we they did a slam in Beach on Friday and then they're doing another one today at the gray. So like by the time this podcast comes out, this will all be over with, but the slam team will still be doing stuff. So make sure like if you see Savannah Youth Poetry, that's our slam team and our slam team is like good. Yeah, we not, came to the show you, too. You um, feel me? Like they not just like Yeah, no, they're bomb. I ain't gonna lie. They the How bomb. consistent are the shows? Is it like a set schedule or Um, there might be now. Um, I know some of them are gonna be pop ups, some of them are gonna be planned shows. The best way to keep in touch is to just get on the deep website, um, mm. deepcenter.org. Uh, then we have a calendar on there with the drop-in stuff as well as the slam stuff and any other uh, events we have going on. We have like fundraisers and stuff because we are a nonprofit, so everything we do is based off of, excuse me, grant money or donations. Um, I can see them being a part of a show too. Like, what the the slam the, team? Like, or it's a hip hop show or anything like? Can't right? Like so? Know, like during like you set it up. in, in between. That's what I'm saying. They could come in here, honestly, to be real. Start doing open mics. Yeah. I'm, Maybe. That might yeah. be a thing. That might be For something you got to talk to they, my people They really about, the right? shit. I ain't, even, I ain't even like being funny because I like poetry and I listen to poetry, but not everybody is that, oh, damn. Like, it's kind of like a forgotten. Like death yeah. And like they're young. They're young kids, too. Like, yeah. So very advanced. Yeah. It's yeah. not on some like, oh... Rhyme scheme, rhyme scheme, A B A B. Nah, they're really touching. It's, it's really it's, like mm-hmm. personal any, experience. It sounds. Is there like. a battle rap scene in Savannah? Um, we're working on it. What? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, we do have. Uh, uh, you battle rap? I, well, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I tossed around the idea of it. Like I wanted to get back to doing more community events. It's hard to do here though, because venues cost money. You got to make sure that you're going to get your money back from doing an event. Sometimes you don't. And, like, I did. Um, Yo, I swear to God, I keep stressing that's where the borderline hit with SCAD and Savannah. Yeah. And you feel me? If if they could come together, then you could get the money back from it. Like Yes, but it's hard to do stuff. It's just genuinely you got to have the money up front to, like, get a location get the stuff to put it together. That's a lot of upfront money. You need to have people come. I mean, I'm down for that, honestly. You just need to have also, like, a good amount of people to come together and put that together. A lot yeah. of people but, aren't really trying to the, But the promotion needs like to be that. there. But guess what? We got you. <laughs> <laughs> True. But, yeah. You also need people who are going to, like, put in equal amounts of energy. Like, like people be down for the idea, and then they come together, and then everybody fall off because they got day jobs and... Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and mm. then stuff oftentimes come, gets to a certain point where it just never happens because everybody like kind of. I feel like if we schedule it at nighttime, nobody really should have an excuse besides. Like, we know who worked the night shift, though. If, if we know you work a night shift, obviously you're not going to be a part of this. 
if you work a day shift, we schedule this thing right at 11, 12, midnight. That's where everybody want to see the shit anyway. True. I mean, you need at least two people who you know just aren't going to drop off. Because chances are it doesn't matter how many people you get. Okay, true, you'll know who's about it, who's not about it. But what do you do when those people are, like, all not about it? <laughs> and then what? Everybody working night jobs or not showing up to the stuff? Like- That's facts. Because I, uh, I was working with another company, and we kept having, you know, weekly meetings. But never got anything done. So it was just like, after a while, I was like, kind of, what was the point? And it was just kind of this mood going into it, like. We haven't done shit yet, so like, yeah, who's the thing shit's gonna change type thing? Yeah, so but um, where can people find you on uh social media? Oh, that's a good question because I might deactivate it, Man, but that thing ain't going nowhere. I tr- listen, I tried, <laughs> and then the, the girl who I'm partnering with was like, Did you delete your Instagram? and I was like, Oh. Yeah, let me get that back up real quick. She was like, I tried to tag you in our flyer. And I was like, oh, that's yeah, that's facts. Our. Right. She, she, did she underline that motherfucker? No, like, no, no. She didn't say it like that. But she did, like she made the point of like, it's our thing. How you going to just deactivate your Instagram? Like, so that's how, a good how you going to try and run a business? And hey, man, I don't know. Media. People have done it in the past. I just need... And this, let's yeah. be honest. There's businesses who don't have social media that we still buy from like... We've been buying our hair stuff from the from hair stores forever. Do we follow but I feel on like Instagram? That's, no. But I feel like that's because, you know, you grew up doing that type of stuff. You're a new business coming out. And especially, like, nowadays, co- culture. Yeah. We're all on phones. We're, like, I think we don't I, even really watch TV anymore. That's true. I think if I just had my site up, though. I watch TV. I wouldn't have to. I'm not brainwashed, though, but I watch TV. All right, but what's your TV? Hulu? No, nah, it's everything, you know what I'm saying? You watch we, cable? I got cable. You watch cable? I watch it sometimes. You get to learn yeah, you from it. You ain't watching no cable. Man, I watch cable. Y'all done been to the crib. I got the box. We watching cable. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, back to uh, where people can find you at. At Dico Does. D-I-C-O-D-O-E-S on Instagram. And Facebook? Facebook. Uh, the business page is Mood by Dico. All right. Well, I appreciate you for coming down to the uh, Fresh Start studio for... Thanks for having me. It's dope in here. Yeah, we're working on it. Thank um, you. I want to thank everybody for uh, subscribing and paying attention to Fresh Start. We got a lot of new things coming up. Um, We got open mics. We got gaming sessions. Me and Oscar about to start playing spades. You play spades? I'm going to say I'm ass on the table, so no. Because I, like, know how to play, but I'm not a spades player. Man, I'd be so scared. Didn't we come to your event at your place? Yeah. And you was hosting spades? Or somebody else wasn't you playing? I wasn't playing, man. You wasn't playing? No. Okay. I know how to play, but I'd be so scared to get on the table because I'd be like, no, I'm ass. But I know I gotta get on the table in order to not be ass. Yeah, no, I'm a serious player. I ain't See, even and I don't be with all of that. Yeah. I'd be like, oh man. It gets serious no. over here. Like, I'm like, man, I'm, everybody mad at me. I don't wanna do this no more. Like <laughs> You yeah. cut at the wrong time. Right, you know, I'd be like, oh, man. Yeah. I'm going to just go over here by the drink. <laughs> it's cool, though. <laughs>